Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I'm your host Yash Thakur and today I'm joined by Kanita again to discuss Real Madrid's game against Chelsea in the UEFA Women's Champions League. It was the first it, it's the group stages now. This is the first time we are facing Chelsea and it was arguably our second toughest challenge of, of the season so far if if you want to order it in that way because we have just faced Barcelona not a great result against them and Chelsea are again like last season didn't go according to plan for them in the Champions League but they are a formidable side they were the finalist in in the season that preceded that so it was going to be a very big challenge and before we get into the game Kanita how are you doing I'm doing much better um, than I was doing after El Clasico, since you mentioned it. I mean, I don't even find it fair to uh, compare these two games anyway. But since you mentioned El Clasico, then I should uh, state that I'm much, much better than that. Okay, so, yeah, the knowing the result, uh, it, it wasn't really, like, we didn't win. So, obviously, there is some sour taste in it. And there are some like, there are things that we will speak about in this part that we'll discuss and we'll dissect uh, and try to understand what what went wrong and what went right if there were things that did went right. So let's let's get into it and we'll begin with looking at the lineups first of all. So before we get into Real Madrid's lineup, let me just like preface this with discussing Chelsea's lineup because I think. Chelsea are one of the most popular teams in the world so and they have a lot of uh, popular players so I guess uh, there were a lot of eyes on this game as well and there were a lot of very good players in Chelsea's team so uh, I'll just read go through quickly from the lineup uh, so they had Berger in goal again a, a phenomenal pers- personality beat cancer twice like just just a superstar uh, then Neem Charles at right back, Buchanan uh, as the right centre back, uh, Bright as the left centre back, and Magda Eriksson the captain as the left back. Then they had Ingle, Sophie Ingle, and Erin Cuthbert uh, as the double pivot. And uh, in front of them there was uh, Guru Wrighton on the left wing, Fran Kirby operating as the number ten, and Kanerid operating on the right wing and Sam Kerr led the line. They were missing Pernila Harder due to a hamstring injury. And uh, that was it for from there. Uh, that was one of the major absences uh, in terms of uh, in terms of Chelsea. Now getting into our lineup. Uh, okay. So I'll just quickly again just go through the lineup once before we get into the selection choices and what how did we what were our thoughts when we first saw the lineup so our lineup went misa in goal kenty as the right back susa as the right center back ivana as the left center back and olga as the left back and in front of them a midfield line of freya and uh, zornosa and ahead of them with uh, we had we had we had Maite operating on the left wing. We had Weir operating as the number 10. And we had Feller operating on the right wing. And we had Esther leading the line. So that was the uh, lineup. 
so before like just looking at the lineup one can clearly see that this is i mean for me this is not our gala 11 and i don't think this was our best 11 or anything uh, of that sort because you see we there's no toletti there's no lucia and shockingly there was no athenea there was no rocio there was no naikari either okay so one can make make a case for like naikari not being there because like esther as the precedence but this this lineup just clearly showed that there is a sort of hierarchy at real madrid that toril isn't comfortable at disturbing even even if the other players on the bench are in a better form or they offer uh, sort of a better uh, alternative or a better option for us in these sort of games his approach in in the big games has always been one that is very conservative that is just resorting to his sort of trusted and uh, the big names that he likes which is which would like which is against if you if you look at like Feller starting you wouldn't expect Feller to be starting this uh, this game but she was starting and we'll discuss like how she performed and everything about that but just looking at that lineup i think it could have just been much much better if we could have just made some subs because we have discussed it in the previous pods as well like kente's performances how they have declined and how she isn't able to offer what she used to offer and how that is affecting us same thing has gone with Souza, who has not had a very good game in in a while now and uh, the mistakes are like cascading now and they are increasing in frequency and it they are happening more more frequently in a game now then we have discussed how rocio's uh, performances demand a starting place we have discussed how naikari is looking uh, much sharper and much more lethal in front of goal as compared to esther we have spoken about Tere's importance in, in the midfield. We have spoken about Toletti's importance in the midfield. We have also spoken about Toletti's struggles recently. So dropping Toletti, yeah, probably made sense. We have also spoken about how Maite isn't as effective on the wing. And every single point that we have discussed was just like everything that was happening in the lineup was just contradicting that. And I think it's not just us that are uh, vocal about this, but uh, the fans uh, online as well and the people who watch Real Madrid uh, on a weekly basis are recognizing this now, that there is a clear uh, lack of ideas, you say, or like a hierarchy that uh, is that Toril is afraid to disturb at the moment or upset the hierarchy at the moment, That and that is not going in our favor at all so i i did not particularly i i mean when i saw the lineup i i didn't see the game live i watched the game now uh just before coming onto this pod i went through the game uh, in detail and when i first saw the lineup i was like what the hell is this that was my initial reaction like what are we planning to do this this approach of having uh, a defensive a physically intimidating defensive midfielder in all of our big games does not make a does not make sense to me because what that physically intimidating defensive midfielder brings is not enough to compensate for the on ball uh, 
deficiencies that she has in the game in my opinion at least and that limits us a lot and how how are you going to like keep ignoring your best performing center back for so long how are you going to uh, keep ignoring the right back that is on the up and that is performing better has more sort of endurance compared to uh, your starting right back i don't i don't get that but we'll get into individual performances and what happened but these were like just looking at the lineup what one would expect because like looking at the lineup as as i told you like maite was on the wings again and we know that she is not super effective there she she'll interpret the role in her own way and sometimes it works it's a hit and miss for for most of the occasions you don't know what you are going to get with maite uh, from from the wide areas sometimes she'll come uh, come inside and do her bits and operate as the number 10 uh, alongside where the forming that sort of box midfield that has been like a common theme for us this season a lot of times but that's not her best position everyone knows that then not having one of your most inform attackers in naikari on the pitch as well that that didn't really uh, make a lot of sense either so yeah i mean overall just looking at the lineup initial thoughts not great pretty confused about what the approach was going to be are we again going to be conservative because let's let's be real this group against P, we have psg and we have chelsea as well vlasnia is, is a game that we'll probably like that is the game that we are expected to win we go into as favorites but the other two teams we are probably uh, we are the underdogs going into them of course i one can argue and it's possibly true as well it's arguably true as well that uh, we can push psg to to the limits but we did not do that in the uh, in our previous fixture and chelsea chelsea are a different side like chelsea have a lot of quality although they haven't been like performing to their best but they have enough they have enough potential enough attacking power to just hurt us at using multiple ways and we knew that like among the psg and chelsea game chelsea's game was going to be the tougher one for us we knew that and okay like no, not a lot of fans were expecting us to walk out of this with a, with three points but i think like going into it with a positive approach and like doing our bits and trying to take the game to chelsea would have like kept like seeing a sort of progress in our performances and the way we perform on the pitch would have been a good indicator or a good benchmark for the fans as well but we'll get into that how we performed but initially let's just uh, I'll give it to you Kanita and I'll take your thoughts on what you what were your thoughts on the lineup when you first saw it just the lineup well to be honest I wasn't I wasn't surprised by it um first of all you mentioned that uh oh fella found uh, her way into the starting 11 but then we then you also mentioned that Anea uh, didn't play and actually uh, later on Peril said in the press conference that we had an injury in the team and we did see in a training video a day before um that 
Akania had a bandage on her leg, so yeah, she was unavailable for that game, obviously. And we, even though she was listed in the substitutions, I'm guessing this she was not ready to even go on, uh, go into the game as a substitute, even. So um, that's that's what I think. What happened with Fela in the lineup, even though she definitely deserved it, especially after the last game. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're totally right about the hierarchy that is very much apparent in the Champions League only. Like, um, we, we've we been rot rotating for some time now, which has <laughs> become frustrating, to be honest, because this much uh, rotation uh, is not really that smart. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just some minor rotation here and there, but we keep rotating like the the entire lineups every time and that can't be good except for when we play in the Champions League it's always the same I don't know five six players at least that have to play uh I mean excluding Misa and Weir I mean uh but uh, yeah just my reaction to Kenty and um Kenty there and Tara not being there, for an example, um, that's what got to me first. Uh, I didn't really think much of the lineup as, oh, it was bad. Like, I wasn't complaining about it because I wasn't surprised. Uh, I wasn't even surprised to see Freya in there. People were surprised. I saw reactions. Um, but I wasn't surprised to see Freya there at all. Um, later on we'll get into her performance but um, yeah and I mean so the lineup on paper did look like Fela was on the left wing and I mean it's obviously not true because you mentioned that she was on the right she was um, more upwards uh, as that anyway and going wide at times and um well, yeah, but I didn't. I expected that from the beginning, so at least I don't know. It was for me. It was obvious what he wanted to do with the lineup. I just I didn't understand it. Why would he do it? And yeah, we can just get into it or why, what happened, and yeah, just thought about the game. Yeah, so like that was that is what I was I was talking about. Like it wasn't, it wasn't particularly a bad bad lineup, but it was a strange one. And this, uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned it. This constant like switching between the lineups, like constantly switching players. I don't think it helps in building team synergy. Like at, even at this point, I don't think uh, like there are at least one or two positions up in the air about what Toril's idea of a gala 11 is like we are we are almost entering december now and we don't know if like what our gala 11 is with everyone fit what would Toril like to go with uh, as his best 11 because there there are always toss-ups for a couple of positions and that does not uh, help a team like build synergy 
i think that is necessary i don't know how uh, important you think uh, of it but i think it's 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 pretty important that we have some sort of consistency in our lineups going from uh, week in week out like yes there could be rotations for one positions but at least you can get possibly an idea about what the best 11 is so i don't know but yeah that was about the lineups we discussed it for for a very long time i think so let's let's get into the game and uh, let's talk about the first opening 15 20 minutes and i'll uh, hand it over to you quickly to take to just take your thoughts about what you thought of the first opening 15 20 minutes how chelsea approached the game and how real madrid reacted to it and stuff uh so yeah i mean what were your thoughts about the opening 15 20 minutes uh did you think like we did well enough to contain chelsea in those minutes or did you think like chelsea came out all guns blazing initially and then it slowed down or what were your thoughts for the opening 15 20 minutes Yeah, so uh, we did start off, I mean, the ball was ours and we did start off with a pretty uh, calm approach, it looked like, but then it's like after less than a minute, we uh, immediately try to go up from the back line. Um, I mean, literally from the back line. So Ivana makes a long pass to from the other side of the field to Olga. Uh, who who is on the left wing at that point, and she uh, she ended up being offside. Uh, Olga she uh, she attempted the cross to the box, which um, yeah, basically nothing happened because she's she was offside. But uh, it, it was so weird because we were so chill in the beginning, and uh, you know just passing one to another and then Ivana just makes that long pass which was by the way pretty sweet <laughs> uh too bad that Olga was offside uh but it just came out of nowhere but then after that after that minute um Chelsea started to press us and to well attack us into our own box a lot and yeah it, it wasn't good they kept crossing inside of our box um i mean a minute later literally in the second minute um kirby gets a shot on target um uh, then then in the third minute like um after we manage our way out of our box somehow uh might actually robs the ball from a chelsea player i didn't uh, uh remember who uh might be cuthbert because she went on a run and cuthbert uh, was the one who uh, caught her so basically she robbed it and she went on a run on the left side tried to uh go up uh, I didn't see many people up anyway, so I, I didn't know who she would pass to. Uh, but yeah, Cuthbert uh, managed to get her, and it was a throw-in. So um, then we had the Chelsea corners, Chelsea starting off with corners, and uh, generally in the game, uh, but there was that could have been apparent from the first corner that we would struggle at the set pieces again. Uh, it's because Cuthbert uh, took 
most of the corners, if not all, I she might have not taken a couple. I don't I don't quite remember at this point, but uh, from the corners, I remember Cuthbert took it, and a lot of them actually did go on a very interesting trajectory straight to the goal. Uh, like I think that's kind of their deal. I don't know to be positioned there, a uh, very very um near the goal, and uh expect Cuthbert to do that, but couple of times she managed to get the ball uh, straight to Misa so it was I mean if Misa didn't catch it which wasn't that hard by the way but I mean it could have been <laughs> Olympic goal uh, if Misa wasn't there so uh, I've noticed that Kafka did it a few times and I thought oh wow we will struggle with this uh, because I don't know I just felt something in those um, direct corners like direct literally to the goal um it just bank <laughs> to me honestly uh then they just kept crossing inside and uh we ca- we we headed away uh but we often headed it away uh, just outside of our box uh enough for another chelsea to Chelsea player to take it and to shoot it. Um, sometimes he would get blocked. Sometimes um, it will go over. Uh, so it, it was just uh, an array of same events. Just same events all over again uh, around our box. And that wasn't fun, uh, to be honest. It was, there was also one... Uh, one dribble uh, in minute 10 I just yeah uh, so okay so they tried dribbling from the right side to us and I distinctly remember that Ivana and Olga were uh, there defending like right in front uh, and Olga first tried to make a tackle and pulled away in the last moment because uh, she did a tackle but uh, she didn't go full on it because it was in our box and didn't want to risk it so she pulled away uh, got up and uh, just joined Ivana in the in that trying to block whatever uh, Kaneri by the way that was Kaneri dribbling so it ended up uh being pushed away somehow because Ivana pushed the ball like right past Kanerid when she was in the middle of a dribble. So that was good. And uh, I think Maita was there to clear it away uh, right on the on that side. And I I mean, that was that was, I think, the chillest thing we've managed, uh, at least in the first half. Uh, even though it didn't feel chill with that Olga Stockholm in the beginning, but yeah, um, it's I don't know. Maybe it's how our defense works. I've noticed that they let the opponent come inside, uh, like come just come to us and then you know do their thing because I don't know. They do that a lot, uh, and I it's very frustrating because this is. 
they let a lot of crosses inside and they seem to not be caring about stopping them beforehand much uh, later on they did uh, try to stop them but yeah and yeah so uh, also in these tw first 20 minutes I noticed um I noticed Fela's defensive work. Um, so, before this game, I've been seeing comments about her defensive work and I didn't uh, seem to notice it because, I don't know, it, it wasn't something that I thought um, was happening on pitch, so I just didn't even see it. But uh, at around 16th minute, it was pretty obvious to me what was she doing. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, there was a pretty uh, apparent example of her, um, so uh, of her defending. So basically, she uh, recovered outside of. Um, actually, no, this is not <laughs> this is not this chance. But uh, yeah, so in sixteen minutes, we we did have a chance. She recovered outside of the box and passed to Weir, which was a shot, by the way, and blocked. But uh, at I can't remember, I I yeah I can't find it now in my notes. But there was some uh, there was a few times that Fella uh, just shielded the ball so well in round the midway on the pitch. It was really good, and she got the ball out of there. She got she unstuck the ball and she distributed it well, and I love that. Uh, I she made a few recoveries as well, not just this outside of the box to weird to um, make this uh, great action to great great chance that uh, unfortunately it was nothing <laughs> in the end, but it was great from Fella. It was good from weird too. Uh, it was just blocked very well and it didn't end up uh, in the corner because be uh, Burger was there and yeah so that's when Fela's performance started to become apparent she did have like I think two fouls until then uh, trying to stop uh, stop the uh, stop Chelsea's line from their left side and she did well uh, she didn't get a yellow so she was pretty good and and one, another thing that happened at 20th minute, another good shielding by Fela, and one a uh, few moments later, it was <laughs> Sonosa's crossing straight to Esther to uh, to head it, and she just headed it over the goal, and this is uh, the first time that I saw, oh, we're doing the uh, Welva thing again. Uh, basically, what we did against Welva, uh, they just kept crossing into the box with a goalkeeper that was much taller than our attackers, and just ended up as nothing. And uh, we did start off with a crossing that didn't make sense, uh, because okay, this was pretty, this was a pretty good cross, Astep did get it, it was a header, it was a very uh, hard trajectory for 
a stare to get it right on target, so it went uh, over the goal. Uh, but I think that was the only good cross that was acceptable. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, I thought, oh no, are we doing the well thing again? And that wasn't good. And I was annoyed right then and there. So, uh, there's there's another, uh, and there's uh, like 21st, 22nd minute, because uh, the first like 22, 23 minutes were eventful. Uh, basically, uh, 21st minute, uh, Kathleen gives away the ball at uh, halfway line. So she tried to go up a little bit and then try to pass to the left. Uh, but the the pass failed, and then uh, Chelsea went in a counterattack. Uh, basically, Buchanan got it, and then she crossed inside uh, of our box to Wrighton. Uh, then Wrighton just pushed it to Kirby, who was also uh, in the box to you. And I, and yeah, it was blocked. So, and then a minute later, we just kept, basically, um, we, we, we kept pre struggling in our box uh, for two minutes. For the next two minutes, we were just struggling, and uh, Ivana and Olga basically tried to clear it away a few times. Um, but, yeah, wasn't wasn't good, wasn't pretty, and was annoying. Uh, ba basically annoying inside of our box is the recap of the entire first half for me uh, basically not just the first 20 minutes yeah I mean I just kind of recapped it so <laughs> I mean whatever you have to say now you can just add or move on I don't know yeah so that was a pretty uh, detailed recap of the first 20 minutes uh so the opening 20 minutes for me, I think Chelsea started off very well uh, and it was like clear that we were going to struggle. Like Chelsea, uh, as the reason I mentioned their lineup first of all was to like, uh, was to direct the conversation or to segue into how they were actually playing out the back and how they were causing us problems in the first 20 minutes. Uh, so Chelsea with the back four I'll, I'll repeat it once again like the back four consisted of uh neam charles as a right back uh, kadisha buchanan as the right center back millie bright as the left center back and magda erickson as the left back now magda erickson millie bright and kadisha buchanan are all like pretty good center backs magda can play left back but that's not the position she is most comfortable at so what chelsea were doing in position was they were building out with the three at the back. Neam Charles was staying wide and a bit higher. Sophie Ingel was the deepest midfielder who was showing up for the ball in the first phase. So it was like a three plus one uh, in the build-up structure. And how that was affecting us because we were uh, like... In this game, we were pressing up or we were like forming a block of four, two, three, one. So they had three players in their first line uh, with Magda, Millie Bright and Kadisha Buchanan. M Millie Bright has a great range of passes on her. 
so she can like spray diagonals to the left to the right and she, she has very good range magda is the same can do with do it with the left foot but what they were doing was that i found really interesting was they were building in a in a back three like i mentioned with ingle in front now up front the line of three that they had with kirby guru raitan and uh, jrk or kanerid so on the right hand side kanerid was coming inside and operating in the channels so what that did was that would draw the left back inside a bit or like if maite was operating as the as the left uh, left winger what what happened was since niam charles was pushing high up and wide she was available as the option and since kanerid was uh, again like moving inside and operating from those channels between the center back and the full back uh, that opened up the wide lane a lot so like when when milly bright is receiving the ball uh, as the central center back in that build up phase she can then spray the ball long out wide to the side uh, where like olga is drawn inside now maite is the one marking niam charles and niam charles has a lot of space to run into on that flank so like milly bright can just target that space and hope for the hope niam charles reaches and niam charles is quick if niam charles is just able to get a touch then if olga olga will probably have to leave uh, the marking on jrk and move ballwards that would leave jrk in space and that is what happened a lot of times like this is the way the way they were like using their technically their wingers in their formation to come narrow on the right hand side and using their full back to like push high up to receive and offer that sort of width and stretches that is what caused us a lot of problems in the first 20 minutes on the opposite side it was a different story because on the opposite side fran kirby who was operating who was supposed to be a number 10 in the lineup she was attacking the left uh, left hand channel for chelsea so like the space between kenty and uh, kathleen susa she was always stationed there and guru raitan who was technically the left winger would stay uh, wide and high in almost in the line or like slightly higher up from niam charles during the build up phase so like the left back uh, magda now she is forming the back 3 uh, during the build up phase and it's guru raitan who is offering the width and uh, now if if the full back decides to follow uh, guru raitan then uh, fran kirby has the space to attack uh, behind the full back and if if she makes that run then erin cuthbert is so smart erin cuthbert covers so much ground that she was able to receive there so like the way they were using their uh, the combination of their winger uh, a midfielder and the full back was very interesting in in the in the build up phase at least it caused us a lot of problems in the initial phase because we did not know which player do we need to follow the player or do we need to let them drop because if you let them drop you are giving them time and they are quality players to like then cause you problems uh, if you offer them time on the ball so it was it was a very uh, our our players were put in uh, were asked a lot of questions were posed a lot of questions by the movement of the chelsea uh, forward line of the chelsea players in general 
and their setup was pretty nice i think they could have done more to exploit it throughout the game because what we saw in the first 20 minutes was a glimpse of what they were what their ideas were and what they were trying to achieve i wouldn't say they like completely succeeded in achieving that because uh, these ideas did not really come to uh, a lot of fruitful uh, result in a lot of fr fruitful chances but this is what their idea was basically in the opening 20 minutes and it was very very clear and it was very effective as well i would say if they could have just persisted with this and continued to uh, do this throughout the game i think we would have been like looking at a very different score line because uh, as we like go into the game further there, there were the changes that they made like it could have caused us a lot more problems than it actually did so that was how they were setting up they were playing out the back when they had the ball now what they did against the ball as well was very uh, very good like chelsea have players uh, that are really good and very uh, they understand very well the idea of pressing so uh, like you mentioned as well kanita like they they pressed us uh, in the first 20 minutes and the way they did that during goal kicks they were set up in a in a 4-2-3-1 so it, it was pretty clearly a 4-2-3-1 and the way they managed to generate uh, an advantage from this was the way Sam Kerr presses like Sam Kerr is she's really really good at understanding the pressing angles so she would curve her run she would press uh, the ball carrier or the player having the position from such an angle that she would cut off one side like she would half the pitch with just her run and then she is so intense that and so quick that she'll close you down before you realize it so you don't have as much time on the ball and their 4-2-3-1 uh, setup on our goal kicks made it a bit difficult for us to like progress the ball because like if Ivana is receiving the like the way we build up is we have our center back split uh, split wide besides our goalkeeper and that is the way we try to build we had freya as the deepest midfielder sometimes offering for the ball it was largely zoronosa helping as well but we did not have avenues to like move the ball quickly uh, forward or like to play through their press because like maite was operating on the on the left wing and like maite isn't the best at left wing and she isn't uh, a very good option to like go direct to her and then like move on because Chelsea had player to player assignments there so like if Maite is like coming slightly deeper to receive to offer an option for Ivana to like switch the play to her she was being followed by Niem Charles and like under pressure a long ball in a in a zone where like she isn't probably as comfortable as she is centrally it wasn't the best uh, best of situations we put her in so we struggled with that bits and the opening 20 minutes I think Chelsea definitely had had the upper hand uh, the shot that you mentioned for Esther Kanita uh, uh, with a cross from uh, Zornosa I think that was that and uh, one another shot that was blocked I think that was the only two chances we had for for the entire half like the first half did not have much happening from either sides I would say like Chelsea did did get a couple of chances as well they managed to register a shot on target uh, pretty early on with Fran Kirby. I think it was in the second minute uh, of the game itself, like Kirby receiving from the left uh, by, from Kerr and then 
taking her shot which misa managed to uh, parry it away so like that was i think that that really told us what this game could probably be and the opening 20 minutes were in line with that because we were struggling and chelsea did look like the better side and with much more clear ideas than about what they wanted to do with and without the ball so i, I the way this happened was i was actually expecting it to not go uh, the way the game to like not pan out the way it did because uh, we were clearly on back foot in the in the first 20 minutes for for me so yeah i mean those were like the first 20 minutes i think chelsea definitely looked much much better and like beyond that as i as i like touched upon there wasn't much happening for the for the rest of the half like in terms of end uh, goal mouth actions there wasn't much happening like i mentioned we did not manage to register a single shot on target in the entire half we only had like two shots uh, and like one one corner i think yeah we had just one corner in the first half chelsea managed to get more joy i would say like they had they had three shots and they had one shot on target so like not a lot happened in that way after the 20 minutes like chelsea chelsea's like slightly uh, reduced the times they were like attacking that channel with jrk and having niam charles like pushing up and lot uh, so that stopped happening as frequently because probably they were conserving energy or like something but it stopped happening as frequently as it did before so that was that like opening 20 minutes were very eventful and the rest not as much happened from both the teams i think both the teams like took some time to adapt to each other but like we did and then we tried to like keep the ball a lot more i think uh, following that 20 minute mark uh, and that is what has that is what is one of the talking points that i really wanted to touch upon uh, and i'll i'll get back to it in the second half as well uh, but yeah i think that is what was one of the major changes we were like able to uh, retain possession like even though we were unable to like enter dangerous positions with it on the field but we were able to retain possession like we uh, we were able to circulate it uh, amongst ourselves even though we were not threatening as much but we did manage to circulate it amongst ourselves and just keep the ball and one of the best ways to defend is probably to not give your opposition the ball so like chelsea not having a lot of possession uh, in the entire game was probably what added to our uh, defensive abilities because while we while we did scramble to defend the box like you mentioned as well like there were some very nervous and some like last ditch defending in the box uh but having the ball beyond the 20 minutes like having the ball more passing it amongst ourselves keeping it with ourselves did really help in help uh, help us out in playing uh, in how we perform defensively uh, in my opinion but yeah like uh, so that was it for the first half i think i don't think there is much uh, in terms of goal mouth actions to add but there are a few points that we'll still discuss about how about what happened so uh, in, in the 33rd minute like this is in our notes in the 33rd minute kathleen uh, misplaces a pass to ivana like she underhits it and care is almost latched on to it and that was like a really 
really really uh, nervy moment that we that that is becoming a common theme now and i don't like it at all like i i have been discussing this for a while having watched her at her previous clubs as well this is something that i feared because once those mistakes start happening even though like we haven't been directly punished by them yet like but the frequency at which they are happening in uh, every game now uh, is slightly worrying for me at least because uh, that has also like in turn her, her defensive mistakes or like these errors in uh, while passing or like these lapses of con- concentration i would say these are not n- not good these also affect her like overall whatever she is bringing to the table with her distribution this uh, i don't think this like negates it or like this balances it out for what she brings with the with her uh, range in passing i don't think it's a net positive at this point it's it's affecting us a lot and it's uh, it's just not great i i think like it's it's it has to either go away or we have to find ways to like bypass her in 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 build up phases or like try to reduce her time on the ball which would be like counter counter intuitive because her ability on the ball is probably her most valuable asset so if you're taking that away from her like she isn't offering as much so like there is a debate to be had about what our first choice center backs could be and like how how much can we afford these sort of mistakes moving forwards if we want to like progress uh, further so that was one thing like uh, and we we'll get back to like Kathleen's performance as well towards the end uh, another thing that really like hurt us a bit i think uh, it was like freya's performance i mean freya had a decent game but the way it affects us is in the build up phases like i mentioned like the 4231 from chelsea on our goal kicks uh, immediately like forced us wide because freya's ability to receive the ball with an opponent on her back isn't good so like when she is receiving directly from misa say for example she isn't able to turn away quickly from an incoming challenge from her behind and that really hampers us in like producing angles that would help us progress in the final third of the pitch and that is not ideal like when you are playing against opponents who are very good at pressing you need to have players who are capable of dealing with opposition pressure and freya doesn't offer that like it's not just this uh, it's also the understanding of like escaping the cover shadow and showing up for the ball with the right body orientation so that you can quickly move the ball forwards as well that has been missing from freya's game like having seen her in nwsl as well like that is clearly missing from her game at this point of time and the thing is like if we only had freya as at our disposal i would have been okay like okay this is the best we have got this is probably like it is it's going to hurt us in in possession but we have to make do with it but tere is on the bench like tere is brilliant under pressure she can turn away from uh, from the incoming challenges she she is very good at playing with a player at her back as well 
and she is progressive on the ball so like you have options and when you are playing against teams that you know are going to press you instead of going for a, a player who offers physicality i think the better choice would be to go with a player that can give you more more ball control uh, in possession and i mean it was our the part of our defending against chelsea was the fact that we were keeping the possession more so like having a player that would help in that does seem to be the ideal situation but well that did not happen and this is something that like seriously again needs consideration moving forwards because we can't keep making these mistakes and then like say we are progressing somewhere because there are if there are certain issues in in the game you need to address it moving forwards like yes you can make mistakes but you have to learn from those mistakes and set up better the next time that is how uh, it should work like that is how what that is what fans expect and that isn't that hasn't been happening so far so i think that was probably like it there are one there is one more point about uh, the first half but i think we'll get back towards it we'll circle back around it in the second half as well so yeah i think that was probably it for the first half do you have uh, anything to add kanita about first half or should we move to the second half yeah i'm actually surprised you didn't mention it even though it was from the uh, opponents but <laughs> that's uh, samker takonaso uh this round 40th minute uh i liked it so i'm uh, i'm surprised you didn't mention it even though i feel bad because you know it was against us but still yeah see we we also make notes of takonazos and nutmegs and what not guys <laughs> this is the this is the best podcast ever like you don't just get analysis you don't just get uh, what happened in the game you don't just get our thoughts you also get the moment that are highlight reel worthy in the game so yeah that was it about the first half now second half is where well where the goals happened obviously and where a lot of question marks were raised and a lot of things that need changing happened as well so we'll get into that we'll get into the second half so second half began with no changes uh, from either side the both teams came out the same uh, after the first half so it was it was pretty nice uh, now opening again opening 15 minutes of the of the second half i think like real madrid managed to like start the half better like we were able to string possession again like this was the theme that was like common we one thing that i liked was we weren't afraid to like keep the ball with ourselves we weren't like scared if if we misplaced the pass we were we were insistent on keeping the ball uh, with us and we were insistent on circulating the ball and in the opening like 15 minutes up to the 60th minute mark i think like we were doing a pretty good job at even managing to enter in, enter into the final third of the pitch and i think that was that was nice like that was good it it showed like positive intent and we had some good moments like in the, in the 51st minute like feller uh, 
Feller just burnt uh, Magda Eriksson for pace and then had a very good uh, cross from from the right hand side. Uh, Esther's shot was blocked in that on that occasion, but we did manage to register a couple of uh, dangerous opportunities and I think one or two shots as well in the opening fifteen minutes, and that showed like yeah maybe maybe we are like trying to have a go at them. We are trying to play like positively we are trying to come out and challenge them uh now opening 15 i'll first take your thoughts for the opening 15 minutes if you have if you have like anything uh, specific that you noticed uh in, in the opening 15 minutes of the second half before we move on to how like the subs happened for both teams and how that completely changed the picture of the game so yeah kanita yeah, I mean, <laughs> the beginning of my notes for the second half were, uh, well, a lot of, a lot of fella things. <laughs> I mean, uh, I noted some nice ball shielding again. Uh, and, but yeah, okay, I already touched upon it, uh, touched upon it but uh, I want to talk about this amazing uh, thing she did at 52nd minute. Uh, so she gets, uh, she gets the ball at around the halfway line, maybe a little bit inside of the Chelsea, uh, half, but so from there she makes a run and she does it against, against Ericsson, if I'm, uh, not mistaken. And, uh, basically she outruns her. She makes, uh, like, I think Free, uh, free touches at the ball where I really thought at least two of them that she would lose the ball, but she uh, got it. She outran Ericsson and it was very unusual for this team. Uh, but since it's Fela in question, um, yeah, I think it's not really surprising. So, yeah, she uh, she arrived at the right wing just outside the box, um, crosses it uh, inside to Esther, uh, but it doesn't get to Esther because Berger uh, gets it. Uh, she boxes it away, um, not far, uh, but basically in the meantime, Weir comes inside of the box, uh, he, and Esther is turning around to you know get the ball because Berger uh, boxed, uh, boxed it. Uh, so uh, as Esther turned and Weir came inside the box. They kind of sort of collided, or it was not really an obvious uh, collision, but yeah, they were definitely stuck there. And uh, basically, the ball got pushed a couple of meters back, but then um, Weir let Esther uh, get it, so uh, we um she got it and then she tried to shoot uh she did it and it got blocked it wasn't really a good position she didn't really even have time to think where to shoot she just uh shot and it ended up in the corner kick so uh i wanted to point this out because of fella specifically it uh it's really obvious by how much of a difference Fella can be, and especially in this exact moment. I mean, she's uh, she was unavailable for one game, a uh, couple of games 
yeah, for El Clasico, she was unavailable, I know, and she had a few uh, tough games uh, beforehand, um, personally for her. So it's um, it's good that she's, you know, she looks like she's shining now uh, when she's back, and I'm glad that she's making a difference. And I really, I really uh, hope that her physicality, that her uh, state remains good, that she uh, doesn't get injured. And I know she's injury prone. So, yeah, um, I wish to see more of Fella, honestly. And like two minutes later, we ha also have almost a long shot. Uh, it wasn't much of an action. She just took a long shot from outside the box, and it wasn't a good one. It was very weak, and Berger uh, caught very easily. Um, yeah, so was I didn't know many more things in, up until 60th minute. I mean, um, Esther got the yellow at 57th minute. She jumped um, to get the ball. She was against um, James, who just got inside like a minute uh earlier <laughs> so esther basically just uh, jumped and elbowed james and that's how she got a yellow but yeah except for that nothing uh, i don't have much else to say about the first 15 minutes of the second half and we yeah another yeah so three minutes after those 60 minutes we got uh fella out and sveva in uh, so uh, I think that we should start with that because that was the point where a lot of things changed. Yeah, so this is where like the game uh, starts to shift in momentum and starts to shift in a lot of ways. So let's let's uh, get into the changes. I think in the fifty sixth minute, first of all, like Chelsea make their changes. They make a double change, bringing on. Lauren James and Jesse Fleming for uh, Fran Kirby and uh, Kanerid. And then in the 63rd minute, we make our first change with Savava coming in for uh, Naomi Feller. Now, yes, uh, Kanita has discussed about Feller's performance. I think like she was, uh, I thought she was okay. Uh, she had some bright moments like not many in our attack did so she had some bright moments by herself where she was able to like beat uh, Magda for pace and she was able to like generate separations using uh, using her uh, ability to like run past and attack the space she was able to create a couple of uh, she had a good uh, couple of good carry moments as well in the first half so I thought like it was a decent performance like she wasn't uh, she didn't stand out, stand out uh, for me, but uh, I think she had a good game and like she definitely has potential. We all know that she she is a different player to uh, the options that we have on the wings, and she can offer that sort of central threat as well, running from out to in, as we have dis uh, discussed in the previous pod as well. So it was an okay performance from her. I I felt like and maybe like she shouldn't have gone off. I don't know. Uh, but let's let's take uh, let's see uh, move forward in the game and see what that change uh, meant for Real Madrid moving forwards. So Savava went off for Feller. That meant uh, Maite had to move to right wing now, and Olga had pushed up to the as the left winger. 
so what what were your initial thoughts about this uh, change basically like did did you think it was necessary did you uh, how did you envision this uh, changing our, our dynamic uh, like a quick thought on it uh, yeah so i saw that the change was coming because so sveva uh, and i thought oh, okay so who's out and then i just saw fella on the sidelines going out and i was confused why uh <laughs> i think i'm not the only one i i've seen a lot of comments everyone was confused uh but uh the confusion isn't in the fact that fella got out because uh let's be real uh, we should have expected that she would wouldn't have played like 90 minutes that's pretty much obvious uh and then that she shouldn't uh but i think that this change was very questionable i then when i saw fella out i thought okay so what happens now because fella was on the right and now we have sveve who's going on the left back and okay so what are we switching uh that that was my uh, initial reaction, and okay, so obviously Olga uh, got to the left wing after Sveva got, got in, and kind of we uh, Weir and Maite were kind of pushed more to the right, where Maite was to the right. <laughs> um, and the thing is that. Uh, this Sveva substitution for Fela could have worked, uh, but not the way Toril envisioned. Like, I'm pretty sure that she w uh, that it would it would have been better if he just switched Olga and Sveva, uh, but he never he never dares to do that to play Sveva up front, but behind because it really makes sense uh, because. You know, Olga is much better defensively. Sveva is much more comfortable up, and uh, but yeah, he wouldn't have dared. And uh, then I thought, yeah, uh, this is not good tactics. Um, doesn't make sense um, to what he envisioned. And basically, it's at this uh, kind of formation with um, this kind of why. Uh, Side switching is where we concede two goals uh, before we go to an extreme formation change. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that extreme formation change later after we talk about the goals. But yeah, that was my initial reaction on the substitution. Yeah, so it it kind of made sense. It kind of didn't make sense. But like in, in hindsight, probably not. <laughs> We'll, we'll get into this. So in the 67th minute, Chelsea uh, scored their first goal. And it is to no one's surprise that the goal came from a corner, which we have been absolutely terrible at defending like since, since our inception. Nothing has changed in that regard. We are still absolutely terrible. Like in the, uh, so Ingall scores the goal there. And let's let's just uh unbox this let's just dissect how the goal went in so the corner is taken 
it's it's by Cuthbert and Millie Bright manages to flick on the header uh, flick on the delivery uh, at the near post and Ingle is ahead of Ivana at the far post and she just it's it's nothing like it's it's basically a tap in she puts the ball in uh, Millie Bright is being marked by Freya who doesn't apply much pressure on her so she's a, like Millie Bright is pretty good in the air she has that ability uh, with her where she can like she can generate very good headers so she makes a jump makes the leap at the near post flicks the ball and uh, Ingle is ahead of Ivana at the far post I don't know how like Ivana is able to like Ivana is allowed her to get uh, ahead of her but that is how it happens I don't know like set piece defending it's just not our thing I don't know what goes on in in the training field but like nothing is changing in that regard and it's been a while like sorry for crying out too loud but like this is this is insane like it, it's been years now and we haven't seen any sort of improvement in that department like we need to be asking serious questions about that because th that is a clear vulnerability in our game like if a team even if even if a team doesn't manage to create much from open play set pieces are like a clear avenue for them to hurt us because we don't know how to defend corners we don't know how to defend free kicks we don't know how to like set ourselves up on, on restarts as well so it's clearly like not ideal moving forward and we have been saying this for for so long now it, it it's just it's just wrong like it's it's very I'm very disappointed whenever we concede a goal from corner, but I'm also not surprised when we concede a goal from corner, which is like very, uh, a very funny uh, situation to be in. And then like before like moving on, I think like let's let let me just uh, mention the second goal as well, and then we can like talk about them both and a couple of other points as well. So in the seventy fifth minute, Chelsea score again. This time it's uh, Erin Cuthbert. Probably not intended as a shot, but like her cross from the wide right uh, just goes in. A highlight reel worthy goal. Very good strike or a cross. We don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> but the goal comes from a restart again. So Savava has come on. Savava is playing as a left back now. Niam Charles picks up the ball for from the throw-in. Savava isn't attentive to the run that is being made in behind her by Cuthbert. Cuthbert receives the ball and she fires a cross-slash-shot in and it goes in. And this is where we probably should be talking about how poorly we defend restarts and how Savava's... Uh, where Savava's deficiencies in the game lie and talking about that like this is what what happens like the way Savava plays for Denmark as well it's pretty clear that she has these lapses of concentration defensively where she a is uh, very poorly positioned b uh, has no is slightly like not aware if a run is being made behind us because she is so focused on going forward that is why like Denmark play with with wing backs in their system 
so like she has that sort of freedom to like uh constantly think about attacking now when she's positioned in the back four that is not the case you have to defend the space in behind you and those lapses of concentration especially on restarts like throw-ins and stuff could prove uh very uh very vital or very detrimental for for us and that is what happened here like if you give uh the opponent with so much quality those sort of chances you are bound to get hurt and that is what happened here so yeah i mean not not happy with it not happy with either of the goals to be honest yes second goal was a wonderful strike or or a cross that went in it will probably not go in nine times out of ten uh, but it went in and this the bottom line is it while the shot wasn't that good or the it was a cross the the way they were able to attack the space in behind was not was not good at all so that is there so yeah i'll pass it on to you and take your thoughts on what you thought of both the goals like what were your reactions to the way we defended on the first goal and what were your thoughts on the second goal was it a fluke for you or was it was it an intended shot or what did you think about those i wasn't really surprised by the first goal uh at all uh like i said from the first chelsea corner i kind of smelled like we would maybe concede from from their corner and we did and it was Cuthbert as as I mentioned uh her corners are just great um I hate to admit it because you know you have to play against her but just amazing and the our marking uh it it's yeah they they think they're marking uh but they're not <laughs> because you said like how did the England uh even get in front of Ivana I was replaying that exact moment when England uh just got past her sometimes like got around her I don't know how she let her I don't understand uh okay um Bri- uh, Millie Bright was marked by by Kathleen and bright uh jumped while i didn't notice kathleen jumping uh so there was that and i'm just not surprised at all uh the second goal yeah i i see it more as a fluke um now that you mentioned uh Vava's role in that yeah i i haven't thought about i hadn't thought about it for now actually but it does make sense uh but still it was um it, it was a very unique <laughs> strike because uh it was an intended cross uh it was it, it was obvious that oh it's a cross but no um and it's obvious that Misa also got the trajectory wrong as well because it's very uh hard to to see where it's going and the trajectory she was thinking uh, it was completely wrong um by the way not saying it wasn't Misa's fault that she could have stopped it just noting it down <laughs> uh but later on uh well not that much later on not, not immediately later on but like today when i was thinking about it i thought like nothing has changed from the home psg game from the last season 
because uh okay so here are my main points about that game we lost 2-0 we played pretty uh decent uh, uh well compared to the first game but it was pretty decent they were doing well and the lineup was well it was as i didn't have many options but still yeah wasn't uh that tactically good uh aside from the lineup the tactics weren't good either like there was something missing there uh in the tactics and the more the most important thing that the first goal there came from a set piece it was a uh was a free kick by the way and the second one came well kind of a different situation but i just interpreted uh, it as a bad interpretation by our midfield uh, you know it's just um, not being aware of uh, sakina kachawi's abilities so uh, i think there is some connection in that and i believe that there is too much connection between that game from a year ago uh, and this one is just I don't know, thinking about it is just very disappointing to me because um, we, we've we seen a lot of growth in this team, like, uh, result-wise in the last um, year, but gameplay is just not good. I mean, we discuss it all the time, how badly it looks, looks like. Like, uh, the Champions League doesn't even look bad. Like, that was, like this Chelsea match was watchable. They were pretty decent the league games are not watchable they just pluck my eyes out sometimes and i think this parallel between that psg game and this chelsea game is just too disturbing for me to be honest so yeah so not not very good goals obviously very disappointing with that very disappointed with that uh but let's talk about something that I I felt was a sort of positive change uh, beyond this. Like we are 2 nil down. We finally moved to a back three system in the 80th minute with Freya and Olga going off and Naikari and Rocio coming in. And now we'll get into this. We'll, we'll probably like talk about the case for Naikari and, and Rocio. Uh, but this substitution uh, meant that we were now operating in a three-five-two with Naikari and Esther as the as the front two, and Rocio, Ivana, and Kathleen operating as the back three. So this is where like we look a little better, I would say, because uh, because of the way like now we had three players in our build-up as well. We had. We had managed to push Savava in a in a position where like she can go and attack more. We have managed to like give Kenty that sort of freedom as well, even though like uh, behind it's Kathleen who's covering for her. And then we have also managed to bring on Naikari, who is like currently our best, uh, uh, most informed attacker. So here I I'll put a question to you uh, first. I think like based on performances in the in the previous games and in the last few games I think there is definitely a case for either of them and I think based on form both the players should be starting uh, as a part of our best 11 
what are your thoughts on that it, uh, interesting that you mentioned the possibility of both of them playing because I mean, that's all we saw last season. It was very weird to see them so apart uh, from the beginning of this season, though it had been working out like pretty well. Um, but so the thing is, um, I, I just first want to say uh, how Esther performed. To uh, I've noticed a lot of work she did. Uh, she didn't do, do like um, some specific things that you can note out oh, in this minute she did this or something but generally uh, she was just dropping uh, back and uh, you know just doing Esther things <laughs> um, when dropping back it's uh, her distribution was better this game and her fielding was good she didn't i don't think she lost any balls uh and her role uh, in this game was pretty good uh, she didn't have a role which was very weird i didn't see her uh as an attacker the whole game uh though to be honest we didn't really have that many chances to um judge on it but you know for example i saw weir up uh much more then instead, uh, Esther had a different role. And the thing between Naikari and Esther is it's kind of a phenomenon um, because they have more contributions, like both of them have more contributions when they come off the bench. And that's interesting. That's... Um, I don't know because we can't keep rotating players, right? We can uh, someone has to start, obviously, and we can't keep rotating players all the time. Um, but the thing is that lately, like everyone sees it, there's so many comments on it. And I think this too, and you think it as well. You mentioned that. It, um, Nekari should be starting over Esther, and I, we don't really get it why she didn't like okay today, but she never starts in uh, Champions League. It's not just like you mentioned hierarchy, and she's together with Lucia and Tere, who kind of get completely ignored in the Champions League. Um, it's just like that, I, I don't know why. Uh, just no matter of how they perform in the league or like previous games, it's just they won't get many minutes, if any, in the Champions League. And Naikari 4 now has gotten either 0 or 10 minutes uh, playing time in a game, in the Champions League game. And I, I don't know. It just she she also keeps uh, getting subbed on after finished game in Champions League. Uh, <laughs> I mean, subbing her on the last ten minutes to score what three goals or something. Um, kind of annoying at this point. Uh, I mean, she got twenty minutes against Sturm, like the first Trevia game, and uh, after five nil, so that. 
that explains. Uh, so I think the the main problem here is um, can can like he doesn't dare to put Snakeari in the starting position to say okay I will put Snakeari as a starter for this period because you know she did show that she's in a much better form anyway so okay let's uh, let's say that she should be our uh, starting striker so she uh, so let's go from that. And let's make a stead fight for her position back, like Naikari had to do this whole time. Uh, the the thing is that um, because Naikari had to do this the whole time, I think that me, uh, this might have been the thing that got the best out of her. Uh, that's getting the best out of her, still not the best, obviously. But um, what if we just you know, kind of switch these situations, I mean, it would be good for a step too, because both of our strikers are very competitive, and let's let's use the step's com uh, competitiveness as well. Uh, in my opinion, uh, it can only do good for the team, uh, for the player herself and the team, obviously. So, but I just don't see that he dares to do that. Like, no matter what, Estad will be a main striker in the Champions League. And I don't know, I saw it last season that he has this thing with uh, fixed place places in the starting 11. Um, okay, Sonosa was uh, fine because we had four midfielders then, even though it bugged me because she wasn't performing well in the last weeks of those season but yeah okay for mid uh, for uh midfielders anyway but uh Esther was starting non-stop and playing most of the minutes when he had not just Nikari but Mila as well on the bench um and that this fixed spot in the starting 11 uh unfortunately translated into this season as well and I don't don't get it. Like I gave him benefit of the doubt last season that okay, he just went to fix this thing, so he doesn't want to risk it, you know, uh, with Naikari and Mila, who he doesn't understand. By the way, he does not understand either of them. Um, so yeah, okay, let's go with a safe option. But this with a clean slate from the beginning of the season, nothing has changed. And I don't know. Uh, I just wish he dared to switch the situation because you know it would it, it would show Naikari more of uh, her own capabilities like in this team because one game she started against Twelva she didn't get much to do we already talked about it in the pod uh, and then like there were I thought like maybe maybe it's because of her performance against Twelva. Then I quickly brushed it off because I realized it's Champions League. Or however she performed the day, the game before, she won't get spots in the Champions League starting lot. And yeah, something really annoying is just not just with Naikari. It's I shouldn't. Um, Lucia as well, and I think it's very important to notice that Tere is majorly disrespected in the Champions League. So, uh, I think major factor in 
this is just the hierarchy and that he doesn't want to let go of it for some reason. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's pretty weird, like, because if if there is some sort of hierarchy and you're not uh, rewarding players based on merit, because it's not it's not that Esther had a terrible game, because Esther dropping deep at times and escaping pressure and shielding the ball using her body at times holding off two, three players did manage to create space and help us progress into the final third. So she did offer value. It's not about Esther being uh, terrible or like it's making a case of Naikari over Esther based on that. But it's it's purely based on Naikari's form at the moment because she's looking really sharp. She's able to produce goals from outside the box, from inside the box, from headers, from left foot from right foot from every possible situation she's managing she's managing to getting those shots off inside the box and she she's she's just more threatening at the moment she's she's on her song right now and you want a player that is on her song to be on the field and to give her minutes like giving her 10 minutes uh, is just not it for me but yeah i mean that that was probably it. Let's just quickly run through the rest of the game and then we'll discuss some major talking points as well. So in the 85th minute, we make two another substitutions with Toletti coming on for Zornosa and Moller coming on for Esther. Now five minutes for Toletti to make anything like she had one good moment. I, I think where in the 89th minute, she produced a good ball uh, uh, as a cross. Uh, but it it didn't come off like it didn't produce a significant shot or anything but it was a dangerous delivery from her but five minutes is just not enough time for any sort of player to produce uh, any sort of magic or any sort of uh, defining or game changing moment it's just not it uh, apart from that i don't think like there was anything else that happened uh, in terms of actions we'll discuss some individual performances beyond this do you have anything else to add uh, on those 90 minutes, Kanita? In, yeah, so I just want to add one uh, fun fact that I noticed, uh, which I thought uh, was not true. But in the beginning of the second half, when I was watching it, I noticed that uh, from the beginning of the second half, we had Sveve, Naikari and Toletti warming up. Uh, so that uh, meant that Toletti uh, warmed up for 40 minutes and Ikari warmed up for 35 minutes. And he had uh, just enough time to get Ikari in um, and Toletti uh, in f- between the two goals. Uh, like after the first goal, he could have, you know, changed the formation. And I was thinking, yeah, he probably w- wants we'll want to change the formation later on because we were already one nil down but i thought why not just make it immediately like uh before we concede another and then we conceded another and then i thought well you were late with the formation change great so definitely it was <laughs> way too late for this formation to produ- produce um anything i mean they really tried. I mean, they they did a lot, um, and it, I, but it wasn't it wasn't enough. Ten minutes at two 0 down. It's kind of frustrating for the players that got in got in, and 
in the last 10 minutes, the, there were four players that were subbed in. So imagine that <laughs> for them. Um, and about that Toletti cross, um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty decent. Maybe it was a bit, um, a bit stronger or I don't know, so something. Because it went to Naikari. It was meant for Naikari. She was in the box, in like the center of the box. Uh, but I think that uh, Buchanan was there uh, and just kind of stretched her neck and headed it away uh, to not let the ball pass to Naikari. Because if that ball did pass to her, uh, then she would just be alone with the burger. Uh, but yeah, something was missing in the cross, but it was pretty decent, uh, and it was blocked, so there's that. And yeah, that I think, I think that's that's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, so those were like that is the entire game summed up. We have discussed the major events, now we'll talk about some of the player performances from our team some standard performers from uh, Chelsea so l let's start by talking about some of the good performances that we had like there weren't many standout performances let let's be real uh, there wasn't much that we were able to create apart from the opening 15 minutes of the second half so I think in terms of the players that stood out for us I think like Zornosa had a decent game like she was able to uh, like with her evasive movements to like escape pressure and with her range in passing she was able to generate some threat she was able to uh, some of her switches were really really good uh, and she was able to like she she was very involved in the game that is what i would say first of all like she she constantly got on the ball she dropped deep to show for the ball in in the build up she managed to like escape pressure displayed some tidy footwork managed to get a shot off as well even though it was tame so she was very heavily involved like her usage rate was very high on our possession sequences so i think like zornosa had a decent game uh, for us and apart from that um, apart from that yeah i think kenty in terms of like going forwards she was good like some of her crosses were quite good she was able to like generate those uh, whenever she overlaps she is able to like manage those those powerful crosses uh, into the box and some of those crosses were quite threatening like they were aimed at the right spot and they had enough power and curl on them so it, it was uh, good going forwards like uh, while defending it was a different uh, scenario completely because as soon as like uh, they brought on Lauren James it was very difficult for uh, Kenty she just made it a nightmare to come up against uh, even like Guru Raiten managed to find space consistently to like put the crosses in. So it wasn't uh, the best performance by Kenti defensively, but of, like moving forwards in terms of just those crosses, she was able to deliver uh, some good crosses. I, I felt like apart from that, uh, like Susa again, pretty uh, very inconsistent on the ball, like some very cheap giveaways then defensively as well i felt like apart from that one clearance in the in the 81st minute i think uh yeah where she's like i don't know it 83rd minute i think yeah 83rd minute where she's like clearing uh, the ball off the line after a, a good cross uh 
from the left to the far post and the header comes like uh, is aimed at the opposite post and so Misa like uh, Misa is completely beaten and uh, there's Susa making that change. apart from that I don't think like she had any uh, noteworthy positive action she uh, flubbed many multiple passes the timing of her jumping out of the back line to close down a player was off as well a couple of times so yeah it wasn't the best performance from her as well uh, i'll quickly hand it over to you to talk about any standout performance from ourselves or a performance that uh, you did not like from our team uh, any individual performances that you felt were poor as well so yeah yeah well, it's interesting that you mentioned Sonosa because uh, I think she did uh, quite a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, to me, it wasn't the the level that I expect from Sonosa, not by but by far. Um, so yeah, I, I don't exactly agree with that point. Um, and yeah, I mean. I, during as the game went on, I couldn't really complain much about Kenty because of her attacking contribution, but she's just not good uh, defensively. And um, I think that the, the bad performances, I don't think there are any other bad performances. Uh, I want to note that Tivana had a pretty, uh, pretty decent game. I mean, she she saved us um like she cleared a lot of those things that were happening in the box a lot of messes together with Olga by the way uh she was good too and yeah I want to give the credit to them um but I I like I I I'm glad that Ivana is showed her element you know because we know that um well, uh, sometimes it's like she decides not to be in her element one day, and then the other day she decides, oh, yeah, I'm in the mood for, you know, doing my thing. Uh, of course, I don't believe that. It just looks like it. Uh, but, yeah, please. thank you, Ivana. <laughs> Ivana, too, had, had, a, had a decent game, I felt like. Like, she some of the moments in, in the box... And some of the times when she read the play was quite good. So yeah, I yeah Ivana too had a pretty good game. Uh, in terms of like uh, what you mentioned about Zornosa, yeah, there were some misplaced passes, but I I felt like she was ready to take that uh, risk, and a lot of times she executed those long uh, diagonals, and I felt like that is what that is why I mentioned I prefaced it by saying that she was very involved in the game so like if you're watching the game you would see Zornosa coming deep uh, showing up for the ball escaping uh, pressure with with her movements and stuff so she was very involved there were a lot of positive actions as well I, I felt like but yeah I mean if you disagree that's fine uh, but yeah so that was that uh, talking about top performers from Chelsea uh, I mean Cuthbert uh, was phenomenal again impacting game directly by scoring a goal and just she's just everywhere she covers so much ground she works so hard off the ball she's so energetic on the ball she's just a very well-rounded midfielder like I think like her skill set is probably one of the most well-rounded uh, 
midfielders in the world at the moment so yeah she she's just really really good i'm i'm a big fan of her having been following her for a while now she she's just phenomenal like she she is an all action midfielder now which i did not envision her uh, when i first started watching her because she used to be an attacking midfielder or or like a sort of winger slash attacking midfielder and to see her being turned into this all action deep lying midfielder who can do basically everything on the pitch is is really nice uh, so yeah she she was just really good and i felt like uh, lauren james ever since she came on to the pitch she was just phenomenal like she is so hard to deal with because she is physically like very strong to shrug off challenges and the way she carries the ball her quick feet her incisive passing the way she is able to like just bulldoze past uh, opponents it's 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 just really good like she is a proper like if if term baller had had a face it would probably look like lauren james like she she is a proper baller in my opinion like she is she is really good uh yeah i mean i'll let you add if you have any other players that uh, really stood out to you for from chelsea or uh, if if you don't we can move on to some uh one last thing that we want to discuss on this spot uh yeah i want to add that i'm really jealous of chelsea for getting this cannon um we were rumored with her, her this summer and in the end chelsea got her which is not weird <laughs> to be honest look at everything um but yeah, I I strictly remember like not not just this, but Buchanan was pretty on on spot the entire game. But the one thing that stood out to me is when Ramila actually was receiving a ball. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know the minute, but it's it's easy. She got on at eighty fifth minute, so it's. Not much to look at <laughs> so yeah Mila basically receives the ball uh and um she goes for it she uh, she doesn't uh receive it near her she has to make a little bit of a run and basically Buchanan outruns her even though Mila has the upper hand there uh like uh, that's a tackle very clean tackle very uh very good I liked it and I'm really jealous of Chelsea just want to add okay so i think that is everything covered uh except for one thing and that is uh toril's post-match comments i when i finished the game i quickly like scrolled through twitter once to see if there was something and there was a lot of reactions on <laughs> on what toril said so I'll, I'll just quickly go through two of the main like uh, remarks from him post game uh, he said uh, uh, after the game uh, he was like it was a very good game for both teams we were quite at the similar level we are a young team we were against a team that is very mature we are happy and we were good we have been in this game for a little time just two years this is our second Champions League campaign we are one of the top 16 clubs in Europe which is a big success for us. We are still young, we are growing, we are learning and that's why I say I'm happy. So uh, I'll pass it on to you. What did you make of these comments? Like, 
the the reactions uh, were a lot. Uh, even I contributed in them. I have to say immediately because um, this we we were we are happy. I am happy. It's I don't know. It bugged me and it bugs everyone. Basically, all of the comments uh, that came from other stars here. Uh, is about that, about being happy about this game. Um, I mean, I, I kind of can't see it, but again, after after making parallels between this game and the PSG game, like the home PSG game last season, uh, I mean, I was happy then, uh, but it was a different situation. And... For this game, we shouldn't have been happy, like it, especially the coach. Um, and the thing is that he said we are happy. Um, so basically, I know people who were um, there on King's Meadow watching. They said that Nisa. Well, that's not weird. She's disappointed with the loss, but as she was uh, really dejected, she went inside immediately. She was almost crying again. Um, and I mean, the, after the whistle, I didn't really see anyone happy right on the screen. Um, and I think like there, there's the there's a press conference he did before the game. Uh, they before like after the uh, last training session, he said, oh, "Okay, it's um, after the win on Saturday against Twelva. You know, we're." Um, he said along the lines of, you know, we're feeling better because of the win. That's what we need now. Um, I think he meant the win after a bad loss in El Clasico. But the thing is, I didn't feel any better after that win. It's just a bad feeling because uh, they played very bad. And I thought, oh my God, if he's saying this, uh, he'd lose against Chelsea. Um, so, I don't know, there's something missing, I mean, p people, uh, everyone was talking about the approach to a classical game, uh, by the team, by, by the players themselves, uh, that they just didn't look like they were up to, sh for showing up, that they didn't show up, like, at all, uh, but then after this it's kind of seems like it might this mentality of inferior inferiority might come from within um i mean it is true just two years you know third year but i think that was the same thing that was said last year against psg just you know one year less and from the gameplay and this exact stance nothing has changed from the game again this is the most disturbing part about this about making this parallel so yeah yeah i mean these comments will always generate that sort of uh, reaction from real madrid fan base because there is always a, a sort of expectation I get where he's coming from, like saying this is our second year and yeah, we, we are obviously on a different developmental curve than the teams we are coming up against. But what I think what fans want to see on the pitch is improvement. 
and we haven't been seeing that in the past few games we we don't have any unique ideas in possession we don't look like a very dominant side it's not like we are uh, completely outclassing the uh, lower position teams in the leagues we are struggling against everyone we are struggling to create from open play we are struggling to create consistently very good chances from open play and that is not what this team with this sort of quality should be able to do like that there shouldn't be a problem for uh, for us to be this shouldn't be a problem for us we haven't improved in our defensive uh, like set pieces and stuff so like yeah be, saying being uh, we are happy with this is definitely not the right move it won't get you into any good books among amongst the madridistas because that is the nature of this uh, fan base and and yeah that is what has probably like pushed the club to be what it is today so we definitely have to pu- keep pushing forwards yes i understand in terms of like quality and in terms of everything we are behind like it and definitely like reaching that level of quality like comparing if you go player by player for chelsea uh, comparing chelsea's players to madrid player yes there is a difference like you can't deny it there is a difference if you compare player by player for barcelona uh, against madrid there is a difference like nobody is denying that but what we want to see like yes yeah we lost against barcelona yes we lo- we lost against chelsea but we want to see improvements when playing against uh, some teams that that are inferior to us in terms of quality and there are plenty like i don't think there is any debate in saying that uh, real madrid has the top 3 squads in the league but do we play like we have a top 3 squad in the league we don't at the moment and that is the fact, that is the factual truth that we we are not seeing any sort of like dominance on the pitch like i don't see us like having intricate positional structure or like having some brilliant ideas that we are executing on the pitch or we are like dominating every other team that is not named barcelona in the league as well so like it's not like we are making pro- massive strides in in terms of uh, other departments so i don't know where this uh, comes from uh, what sort of like uh mentality is this because i don't i think like a lot of players also don't agree with this because we we know certain players are upset whenever we lose the game we have seen olga like uh, uh show that passion for us we have seen misa show that passion for us we have seen like cardona as well cardona and misa being angry when we lost a pre-season uh, game so we have had players who want to push uh, push us to the limits and we are currently like if if anyone says that we are currently at our limit we are currently performing to the best of our limits at any stage we are not like that's just a lie this team is capable of so much more because we have quality there is no denying that yes it's probably lesser than that of barcelona chelsea or maybe leon uh, or wolfsburg but we do have quality we are not in the first tier of teams but we we want to aspire to be there we are currently we should be currently in the second tier of teams like there aren't many squads that you can say are like much much better than us there's a there's as roma as well like who are probably like a team very close to my heart because i've been following them 
for a while now and they are performing really well player for player they aren't uh, as as uh, the player for player if you do the comparison we are probably at the same level or even slightly ahead of them in terms of a recruitment we are able to like attract uh, players like caroline where we are able to uh, pull off players like toleti and we need to be translating that onto the pitch we need to be incorporating better ideas onto the pitch and that is what i think fans demand as well uh, and these sort of comments will never go down well with with a fan base that wants uh, that dreams of us winning uh, a champions league every single season despite us just being 2 years old so yeah i do get where he's coming from but i don't think these comments will ever be well received and there's a reason for that because we haven't been seeing any sort of improvements on the pitch either so yeah i mean a pretty bad move uh, <laughs> with these comments i would say but yeah i think that that concludes everything for the game we have discussed uh, everything from start to finish regarding the game we have discussed top performers from the game and we have discussed toril's comment Uh, anything else you have to add before we sign off? Uh, yeah, I just want to um, I just want to say to uh, everyone listening to this because I've seen a lot of comments, um, like saying the exact opposite. That uh, again, what Yash said that our squad is much better than. um then you know what we can see on the pitch they are capable of so much more and we've seen it uh we've seen them playing better it's just that it's not a usual thing and it should be a usual thing that's the problem uh but some somehow people um i get the impatience this is this is drama that you know uh the madrid has never uh, had to watch a team from scratch develop from scratch and it's a very uh, complicated topic actually but um there is impatience in everyone uh it's it's obvious like uh, impatience in one way or another uh madrid has will be impatient saying uh, yeah this is not working well even though they are growing um terms of gameplay now uh but this is maybe what mo- what everyone can agree that um the gameplay here is the biggest problem but the f- the thing that is bugging me inside this fandom is that a lot of people are first focusing on purging the well half the squad uh, basically be uh, before wanting to do anything else like you know uh, saying the tutorial should uh, see these disconnections between players and how they work and why some of them don't work with other players and i mean it's just some something that i see that he might might be ignoring on purpose uh that's not bringing us any um any progress on the pitch because it's just not been going well on the pitch and maybe on in numbers yes but on pitch no and yeah i just uh really want to focus on that that charging the squad trust me that's not that that's not what we should do <laughs> i mean yes bring signings the better signings i need 
but that we should, we should replace war is just illogical and it would just bring us to um to the beginning because you know restart once again it's never good so yeah uh, i'm guessing i should i should have some patience with the lack of patience of this fan base as well <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yeah i felt uh i felt the need to say this so yeah that that concludes probably everything from the game we will be back again uh for the next game discussing everything once again dissecting that game as well so until then hala madrid hala madrid <laughs>